All right, Je- Jeffrey, say your thing. This is a this. Yes. <laughs> this is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons with each other. With each other. <laughs> Welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm your dungeon master, Paul, and I'm joined by my friends. Yeah, we played it. Jeremy, Laric, Darkbolt. Jeffrey, Sir Vance, Off to Wall. Alan, Jimalil, Cart. Red, Kellen. Kellen. Not killing. <laughs> just just killing. Not kill him. Just killing him. Not kill him. I mean, there's so there were so many mispronunciations of Kellen's name in the last couple yes. episodes. <laughs> so I bad. wish I had tallied them all. Most of them were due to uh, not so latent racism. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone else noticed that Alan's name is incredibly hard to pronounce? Uh, <laughs> Jim? Yes. Jim reasons. Jim Alil. Cart. There was a portion of the last episode where we literally just said, "I said okay." Official pronunciation, because you've said it four different ways. Is it Jimalil, Jamaliel, Jimalil? You said Jamaliel. Jimalil. Jimalil. Is that correct? Jimalil. Jimalil. (laughs) (laughs) Cart. Last time on Make Believe Heroes, the four of you woke from an interesting night in the Rocky Stop, the tavern there in Foothill Village, and had an interesting day. That involved many different things, such as um, breaking and entering, or the attempt thereof, death threats. He had a magic item. Come on. Orange juice. (laughs) Orange juice. Interesting magic wands, interesting arrows, interesting pike modifications, taking of many Mm. notes. And then, of course, there was that one scene at the end where Lorik blew up a horse trough Okay, well, first he actually blew it up in the sense of, honey, I blew up the kids, made it huge. And then he blew it up in the sense of made it explode with a lightning bolt spell that may or may not have hit Kellen. You deserved it, Kellen. You deserved it. You're a gnome. You're a gnome. And so we ended last time with a few of you, I believe, Lorik, Guy, and maybe Jim, working on building a new horse trough for Triga, the... Dwarven proprietor of the Rocky Stop. Yeah. Guys, this wand's pretty amazing, don't you think? I can blow stuff up. Like, blow stuff up. <laughs> God just looks at you and he says, <laughs> can we can we focus? We have, like, less than three hours to build a new horse trough for this lady. And it has to hold water. I mean, I might be able to do this with, I mean, this wand might build us a horse trough. Yeah, it also I mean, I don't might know blow what this us thing up. Does yet. It might also might kill us. I mean, but okay, <clears throat> whatever. Wait, uh, so aren't don't you have retainers for this sort of thing? I am the retainer. Um, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so uh, so um, where are we where are we going from here? We're gonna get your pike, and and we're gonna we're gonna go. 
Save the tree. Hashtag save the tree. Yes, we do need to go get my pack whenever it's completed. Okay, so is there like wood around? Like, are we just are we just building this thing? Who's building this thing? Well, I have no skills. We no skills. They've gathered the wood that was salvageable from the previous trough. They've basically gotten the things together to fix it, and they're just going to charge you for it. I roll That's a wood good. check. Roll you roll a wood check. Roll it. Seventeen. Okay. Plus. Seventeen is good enough. Okay. Jim seems to have a lot of experience <laughs> in, with wood. Uh, no. <laughs> he has a lot of experience in building things. So pretty quickly he he comes forward and he's like, "You know how to do this, Jim." Yeah, I do. Mm. So how do you how you go about that? So I take the two pieces of wood and slam them together to try to see if they will stick. <laughs> Mm. They don't. No, is there a hammer and nails and all that crap? There? Yeah, there's that stuff there. <laughs> I use those. Okay, yeah, get it. I do want to state that I have woodworking. Nail it, but I'm Go on for the it, side. Man. I'm on the sideline, kind of butt hurt, honestly. So right, you're just watching. You. Yeah, I'm not gonna help. Eventually, I'm gonna go up, go up, go up to kill him because I'm not gonna help either. I don't know what I'm still doing. saying my name wrong. <laughs> I read about this in a book once, guys. You're killing me. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go up to kill him. You're, oh, you're oh, killing me. Killing. You're killing like, him. You're killing me, killing, man. You're killing. You're me. killing me, man. Lorik's gonna walk up and be like, "Uh, so, uh, killing? I'm, I'm sorry that I, you know, kind of nuked you there for just a second because I know what nukes are, you know. But right. I'm, I'm sorry that I that that happened. Just this really cool wand. Have you seen it? Please go away. Do you want to try it? I think I have a hernia. Please go away. A hernia? Well, What's a hernia? What? Hernia's expensive. I, I know nothing about medical uh, treatments, but I can try my wand on it. No. <laughs> go away. <laughs> go away. Please. Oh, no. Okay. No. No. He goes away. What is Servance doing? Servance is just telling Guy what to do. Okay. Guy. <laughs> As- as Guy is helping Jim a little, yeah, Guy is helping Jim, and you keep giving him instructions, and they're and they're, <laughs> it's like when you have a decent way of doing something, but someone watching you thinks that they know a better way for you to do it. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So That's he exactly keeps, what's happening. He keeps going to do, it, and you're like, no, 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 Guy, Guy, look, this, this, like <laughs> this, but then you don't help. You just step back, and you're like, no, do that. Yeah, that's me. And guys, you know, he just keeps looking at Jim like, save me. <laughs> and Jim is oblivious. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, you know, after you guys are kind of getting started, you've got a few boards together. You're you're doing your business here. and uh, Some people keep walking by and kind of skirting around you. It's It seems like maybe story, the story is kind of going around town, this very small village that you guys blow up the watering trough in front of the rocky stop and so people are kind of coming to see what's going on and kind of watch and see if you got you don't have like a crowd around you but you do notice there's more traffic from people coming from the houses around the village and things just kind of walking by looking at you all as they walk by kind of people talking to each other giggling things like that uh, i bet they're giggling at servants why are they giggling at servant because he's cute <laughs> <laughs> you see you know many different races 
come by. Like this is kind of like a place where people travel through a lot. And so all different types of people come traveling through Foothill Village. And after some time, you know, some people might say things to you. They might come up to you, Sir Vance, and kind of ask what's going on. Because you seem like the guy who's like the foreman who's standing back and, and making sure everything's going right, even though <laughs> you probably the don't foreman. know a whole lot about woodworking, but you're making it look like you do, you know? I know everything about it. Okay. It's like telling guys to do this and do that, and guys doing the total opposite. I, I imagine that Lark is like making boards levitate and trying to push oh, yeah. trying to push He's, nails in with mage hand and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Mage hand is is the only way. Like at one point there's a nail sticking out and he's just tapping it with one of the fingers, being like, Oh, it's not working. It's not working. Yeah, there, maybe if I do this and he makes a fist and punches it. <laughs> there are some nah, kids watching you do that and giggling. You know, stuff like that. It, you guys are almost like a sideshow, honestly, while this is happening with people in town. People are kind of watching, laughing. After a little while, one gentleman walks up, and he actually steps over to Sir Vance, like I said, because you're standing, you're standing back, Sir Vance, watching what's going on, kind of directing. And it's starting to take the shape of something that has been nailed together, you know. <laughs> and a gentleman walks up to you, and he kind of puts his hand on your right shoulder, and he says, Ah, see, you all are hard at work. Yeah, hard at work. You turn and look, he's actually a dwarven man standing next to you. Oh, no. Mm. Why? Oh no, <laughs> dude! Does it have to be a high elf, or else? Oh no, is that is that the way this is going to go with Lark? Oh, He's no. just going to be a racist. He's going to be a racist. <laughs> the rest Listen, of the time. Lark just doesn't know. He we, just doesn't we have understand. to get away. We have to eventually walk away. Not walk away, but you know, every episode can't be about how racist Lark is. Can't be about racism every time. <laughs> I'm the, sure it the, won't be. Just I don't. Lark, I he'll it. learn. He'll it. come around. He just tried. He just tried to be nice to the gnome. Sure. Yeah. He, he shot he me with lightning. Name, right, but the dwarf reaches his hand forward to you, Sir Vance. He says, "The name's Dorvos Frostbeard." Nice to meet you. I'm Sir Vance off the wall. Oh, a knight. <laughs> yes. From where do you hail, Sir Vance? I'm from Branshire. Ah, oh, Branshire. I've I've traveled that way before. What brings you to Foothill Village? Well. We're actually just traveling through, trying to get to uh, somewhere far away from here. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, you know, your business is your own. That's correct. It is. Right. Um, well, I'm. I'm Wait, actually. This is Branshire. Forgive me if I ask. I happen to see the the symbol of Pelor there on your chest. Are you affiliated with uh, with the Temple of Pelor in Branshire? Yes, actually, I am. Am I right in assuming you're a paladin? I am a paladin, also a knight. Ah, yes. Well, I noticed the knighthood from the name, right? Right. I'm actually a cleric of Dervetter from um, from Dimmerhold. I'm, I'm traveling myself, or I was traveling, um, you know, partially looking to spread the good word, uh, specifically looking for dwarves that have kind of lost their way, you know, that have stopped worshipping the Lord Dervetter and uh, kind of wound up here. Because, you know, Foothill Village is a place where a lot of people kind of travel through, you know? Or you may yeah. not know. So I mean, I could tell that. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, there are a lot of dwarves that travel, and, and they've, you know, they're all over Monumi, and I felt it was my job as a cleric. I, I really needed to get out of the city and kind of wanted to see the world, but I took it upon myself to try and find those that have, you know, that are fallen to the wayside. I know, I know someone who's fallen to, to the wayside, uh, 
sir, what do you say? Ah, um, Frost sorry. Frost beard? Yes, it's Durvos Frostbeard. Sorry, I just kind of gave up on making this glue to put this thing together and huh. was more interested in your, you guys. Um, there's not really, like, any dwarves to speak of. Maybe, um, uh, maybe you want to talk to some gnomes, though. Uh, we do have gnomes. Some of them. Uh, in, we do have gnomes in Dimmerhold, and there are plenty of, well, specifically the rock gnomes that uh, happen to follow after Durvetter quite a bit, but... Specifically, I, I've yeah. taken taken it upon myself to reach the dwarves. But uh, what, what's your name? I'm sorry, Sir Elf. <clears throat> oh, uh, Lark, Lark Darkbolt. Uh, nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you as and well. And your, your friends? He kind of motions toward the other two that are still working. <laughs> that's uh, the the guy over there that's being all sultry. That's Killum. Killum. Yep. Yep. And the. Uh, Half elven man. That's uh, that's Jim. Ah, uh, Jim. He steps forward. Jim. Nice to make your acquaintance. And likewise to you. Yeah, that's what brings you into Foothill Village. Are who are you talking to him? Jim. Yeah, I was talking to Jim. Oh, to me. Yeah. I thought we were talking to us collectively. Uh, I'm really wrapped up in my work right now, so I was like, uh, just hammering away, <laughs> just hammering away. And like, uh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> He after you don't answer, he just kind of turns and looks at the others because you're just ignoring him. He's like, "Then I'm like, so oh, oh, you met me. I'm sorry. Right? Yeah, sorry. Oh, I was here <laughs> traveling and I ran across these uh, these interesting adventurers and decided to join them on their tree based journey because I love to study <clears throat> monsters and other random everything's. Huh. that's right. Um, he he's he's here to help me. Um. Hey, no, excuse me. Hey, Lord, excuse me. me. Excuse what? me. Surveillance. Calm, calm down. He kind of looks awkwardly between the two. No, you're not going to tell him anything. I need to. Uh, no, you don't need to. All right. Surveillance says I can't tell you. Oh, <laughs> what exactly are you? I mean, do you have any business with us? Well, no. I I heard about the well, the excitement with the the trough, and I was just wanted to see who was in town. You know. Perhaps there might have been a dwarf amongst your group, but it appears that's not the case. Not that, not that there's anything wrong with other races. Um, I was just simply, <laughs> and then I saw that you were a servant of Pelor, and you know Pelor uh, is the brother of our god Dreader, and so I wanted to. You never know. I like to meet new people. <laughs> yes, of course. Has Dreader like given you any signs of anything? Well, I like to think that he speaks to me. Yeah. Has he told you to save a tree? <laughs> he looks he he looks kind of confused. He says, "A tree, save a tree." No. Yeah, save a tree. Um, not specifically. No, okay. Particularly. He's a bit more right. concerned with the mountains, I guess, rather than in stones. He's very 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 keen on stones. Hmm. Can he well, I guess he can't help me find a tree, so I don't know if I don't think I can help you. Um. Well, dwarf. Uh, I, I. You've not had any dreams, are you sure? None. Not any recently. Well, I mean, I've had dreams. <laughs> he just kind of looks around. Uh, and, and I mean, he's looking around. He looks over. He sees Kellen. Kellen, what are you doing this time? I I am smoking a pipe. Just kind of watching. Uh, yeah, with my feet kicked back. Kellen, is that right? Yeah. 
I, I believe I've seen you around town a little bit. Have you traveled through here before? Yeah, I usually uh, sell my wares, but, you know, that's about it. Okay, well. What do you sell, Kellen? Deer meat. Dervos looks around and he says, well, I guess No, I mean, that... what, you're a dwarf. Maybe there's something you can help me with. Do you know anything about a magic stone that would be in a tree? A stone in a tree. Yeah, shh. We can't let Servance. <laughs> might get I mean, mad. I'm assuming Servance is standing right next to you. Is yes, that, I am. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Towering uh, over me. You say that, and Servance starts coughing. He's just like, Is there something like secret that you all don't want me to know? I'm assuming. That definitely is. Yeah, there's a secret that we're trying not to say in the tree. Loric. <laughs> well, I'm not trying to pry into your business. But he might uh, be able to help but, us. He might know what the stone is. I mean, do you really don't think that he could help? I mean, I really think he could help. He's a dwarf. Um, look, I don't know a whole lot about... I'm assuming it's just some sort of arcane item or something yeah. that you're looking for. Yeah, it's in a tree, and Paylor said that we have to save it. And <laughs> Servant's and just chilling. I'm just letting him, letting him roll for this now. This is happening. Okay. <laughs> He's thinking, oh, you're going to get it later. I'm going <laughs> to kill you. Yeah. Um, there's a tree and there's a magic stone in it. I had this dream about it. It's this beautiful place. Uh, what, mm, what, what kind of stone was it exactly? It was Just the stone? Only the stone? I mean, what did this stone specifically look like? And nothing else. <laughs> He's just kind of looking back and forth between you. Jim, are you still working on the trough over there? Pretty heartily, I guess. I am, but I'm also kind of half listening too. He says, well, you're saying, wait, let, let me see if I... I'm getting some weird bits, but um, are you trying to say that Paylor sent you on this mission himself? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when you he say gave vision. he gave you a vision. Yes. Through, well, through one of his clerics, I guess, had it first, and then he showed it to me. He looks at Cervantes for confirmation. Is that not normal? I'm just not. So you... You two have actually communed in some way with Paylor. You could say that. I mean, do you not oh. commune? So this to stone you're looking for—it's not—it's not an arcane item. It's a holy item. You could say that. I mean, I guess. I mean, but you have to understand how magic <clears throat> works. Like holy Lork, magic, Lork, arcane Lork, magic. Lork, 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 it, Lork, Lork. Yeah. Calm down, please. Really want to tell uh, please, him about how magic works. Please let works, him though. continue. Okay. And you love magic. <laughs> Who loves magic? Just like, did you just sneak up on him like and creepily say that over his shoulder? <laughs> I, <love> that. <laughs> I did. Just, okay. Too many magic lovers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's, oh, but my my love of magic is more academic. Uh, all right. Look, before I became a cleric for Durvedar, I was actually a, a carpenter there in Dimmerhold. If you'd like, I could help you speed this along and perhaps we could have some tea or something and maybe I could help you out. I don't know. I'm, yes, I might, please might help these insolent fools. They won't listen to a word I try to tell them. I've <laughs> tried to tell them how to do this a hundred times, but they're not listening. I told you Mage Hand wasn't working. I tried. And then I'm I tried not to make talking blue. about you. All right. That's not going to work. Look, here's what you need to do. And he steps up and he, he take, kind of takes Jim over there because he sees that Jim was the one that was working on it the hardest. And, well, Actually him and Guy. Guy's working hard, but Guy just can't get anywhere. So he, he takes <laughs> Jim and Guy over there, and he, he starts showing them things, some tricks. He you know he kind of guides you through it, and within an hour, 
you've got all the materials that you need. You've got this thing built. I mean, it's not that big. You're basically just nailing boards together. I can make it bigger. They've got pitch, and you're putting pitch on the inside of it. And then there's like a there's like not a tarp, but something like a tarp they put over the pitch inside. Anyway, so they they build this trough, and it's setting up. And you guys still have a good solid hour and a half before your pike is supposed to be ready with Zany. So he says, the gnome it, it, that almost killed me. Why don't the five of you follow me back to my uh, place of lodging here, and we'll we'll have some tea, and perhaps we can figure something out. I don't know. What sort of tea? That's a good question. What sort of tea? Pipeweed tea. Mm, no, that sounds really disgusting. Do they drink that where you're from? No, but I've heard it's a delicacy in some cultures, and I've always wanted to try it, even if it is revolting. Well, it, your friend over there has some pipeweed, so if you want to make some. I mean, I've tea. heard that pipeweed can enhance your magical abilities. Well, it's something that you have to be you have to be knowledgeable to make properly. Otherwise, I would have just made some myself uh. by steeping pipeweed. But to make it right, I don't know the secrets, and I must right. know the secrets. Okay. Well, I, all I have is like just regular black tea. So <laughs> I like black tea. But you're all welcome to follow me if you'd like. Tea sounds great. I have some tea. He's walking down the street. He seems like an older dwarf. He's got some gray in his dark hair and beard. Uh, he's wearing what looks like some sort of a priest's robe. On the chest, he bears the symbol of Dervetter, which is an anvil with a with a crescent moon in the middle of it. But when he walks, you kind of hear that clink that's the telltale sign of chainmail. Oh, yeah. So he, he seems like the kind of guy who's prepared for battle at all can times. I arcana t- can I arcana check him for... Uh, ar- arcana check him for... Arcana. Uh, arcana. Can I ar- arcana check him can for arcana. Uh, magic items? Sure, you can You can check him. Check you ca- arcanot. I rolled a 12 on the dice. And I get the plus 6, so that's an 18. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it is. We'll say, we'll say yeah, you can... You kind of just put your feelers out, as they say. Arcana. And you sense from him, not like there's something on him that's magical, but you do sense like magical resonance as if, you know, kind of like the, the res, like the magical residue left from using magic items. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. I don't have anything to trigger, so I'll just keep an eye on him and hopefully he has something that he wants to give up. <laughs> okay. Because everyone that you do. meet wants to give you their magic items. Yes. <laughs> I mean, is, I hope so. That is, that's what's happening here. Okay. So you, you guys travel and you kind of exit the big busy part of town where all the shops are in the, in the inn. And you walk a short distance to a small home where he has set up. It, it, it doesn't look like a home that's been here that someone's lived in for a very long time. Kind of looks like one of those houses that people rent and move and rent and move, rent and move sort of situations, you know, stop and leave, stop and leave. And he's holed up in there now. He enters through the, the front door. You all mm-hmm. follow him inside. Mm-hmm. Let's follow him. Yep. I want that tea. Let's get some of that tea. It's, you know, inside it's nice. It's not fancy or anything, but it's quaint. There are enough chairs for all of you. Seems like the sort of place where he's used to entertaining guests, probably to further his agenda of reaching people. And, you know, there's a small table on the right side with a little dining area. On the left, there's like a lounging, you know, when I say lounging, I mean like a couch and some chairs for you to sit on and things like that. He immediately goes over to the backside of the dining area where there's a small, like, stove, wood stove. There's already coals in there, and he gets it started and has some some tea on and getting ready. Please have a seat. Make yourselves at home. I have a seat. 
I'm going to sit that. down. Let's sit down. All right, he comes I'll inside. I'll make myself at home. Okay. You kind of you're you're sitting down, I'm assuming kind of looking around. You see some different what look like relics, you know, some sort of holy items, a lot of you see that symbol of Dervetter on some things. You see what look like some literature, scrolls and books that are probably some sort of holy manuscripts. You see like over on one side he's got a little notebook and like ink and a quill where he was probably scribbling away about some things. Right in the middle of the house, there's like a door leading back, which is probably his bedroom. The door is half open. If you look back through there, you can see like a bed back there and things like that. So after a minute, he gets the tea boiling and he comes and he, he has a seat. He says, so you four or five, I should say, are traveling from Branshire looking for some stone that you were spoken to about by Paylor. I'm not actually from Branshire myself. So you're you're not from Branshire. No, but I've heard of it. Right. Um, at Branshire, that's the that's where I met Surveillance. I'm 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 from the Elvish city across the sea, uh, Venthaven. I'm sure you've heard of it. There's there's lots of schools for for the wizarding kind and um. Right. Yeah, that's that's where my family's at. Sure. Right, I've I've been to Venthaven. I, I know of of the city. So that's how did you end there? up in Branshire? I was summoned by Glaren to come. Um, he had a message for me, and he he showed me that vision from Palor, and I, I saw the grove and <clears throat> the magic stone. <clears throat> and we're in his house. Stone. That's all we're talking about. All right. Look, well, I, I don't have to the, have all the details. What did the stone look like? So I can describe the stone. Okay. It was a. In the, it was in the heart of the tree, and it was like this obsidian black stone. It was like looking into darkness. Okay. Was there anything coming out of it or was just in the tree? It was connected to the tree by all these tendrils of light. Okay. So, um, Servants, it's okay. We're in his house. Nobody else can hear us. So, um, Frost, there was this there's obsidian. I mean, black as, black as the night sky. Like you could see, I don't know, like you're looking into a, the pupil of someone's eyeball. Stone in the middle of it, and it was connected to the tree by, like, light, like, tendrils of light coming out of it, all different directions, up, down, sideways, and you could you could reach in and grab it even, but but it was gone, and, and the force was going to die, and everyone okay, was going to okay, die. Okay, 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 okay. That's all we needed to hear was what the stone looked like. We need to save the tree. Hashtag save the tree. He looks at the two of you that are telling the story. He kind of looks at the other two. This is the first that probably you two have heard, really, of, of exactly that stuff he just said. I act very interested, mm. but I also try not to be over eager. Okay. Right when you kind of finish saying all that, the, the teapot goes off. He stands up, goes and gathers the tea, pours some cups, brings it around. He has a seat. He sips his tea. It's very hot. He kind of gives a... <sighs> Lark uh, burns his tongue. Of course. <coughs> it's a bit hot, son. Take it, you know, take oh, it slowly. Uh so have you have you heard do you know anything about that? Do you know where I can find that? Well, I don't know where this stone is that you're looking for, but I do think that it's interesting that Paylor would send you it doesn't sound like anything from what I know of Paylor's the god of the sun right of humankind of life and of life, yeah, yes, you know farming <laughs> uh no, but I, I kid, but you understand he. Hmm. It's it's interesting that Servant, you, you, you don't have to you don't have to glare at him like that. It's okay. You don't you don't have to glare. He's okay. Hmm. 
All in good humor, of course. Humor. I, nothing against Pelor. Nothing at <laughs> all. He is, of course, uh, one of the gods. But it's it's interesting to me that he sent you on a mission looking for a stone mm-hmm. in a tree. Mm-hmm. I mean, sounds like you're talking about Fallen Grove or something. Fallen? Mm. What do you mean? Like, how do you mean talking about Fallen Grove? What do you mean? You know, you speak of trees and groves and power and magic. I mean, that's... Yeah, but is there like a grove at Fallen Grove? Like, is there a rock in a tree? I mean, Kellen, you are from Fallen Grove. You've been in plenty of groves. I'm just kind of listening. Okay. Getting kind of, like, I wouldn't say annoyed, but just kind of like, he has no idea what he's talking about. Like, he's like, groves, trees, trees, groves. I don't understand why he looks so mad because I'm talking about trees and groves. I love groves. Where where are you going from here? Where are the five of you headed? Where are you well, where are you we're going? We're going to Fallen Grove, but I mean like is there a grove there with a rock in it? I I don't know. Do you, he looks at the gnome he says, "Are you from aren't you from that area?" Yeah. I mean, I know gnomes are from over uh, well is Look, here he, here's what is you there need a grove? to know. The as far as I know, I don't know of a, in any sort of holy relic that matches the description you're giving me. Um, It is kind of interesting, though, that you'd say a stone and a tree, because I recently saw something that spoke similarly. Um, You did? Where? where, where? He gets up and he goes over and he grabs his notebook that's sitting on that little table there that he kind of had his uh, quill there, and he he picks it up, he starts flipping through his pages, he says, ah, yes, and he kind of goes over and sits down, he says, "Um, you know, since I've I'm away from Dimmerhold. You know, you can take the dwarf out of the mountains, but you can't take the mountain out of the dwarf. I don't know if that makes sense. I. That's not a thing. Sounds painful. I have no idea what you mean by that. <laughs> that's not <laughs> something people say. I like to go and just explore a little bit here in the Elder Mountains, look around and, you know, get get some well, wh- deep what breaths. What did you find? I don't know. What did you find? Well, you know, I've son, take take a breath. He looks at Cervantes. Is, is he always so jittery? I feel like I've adopted a a <laughs> toddler. <laughs> uh, you, you, you do really? Well, okay. Listen, I'm let, so let sorry. me let me get there. You know, it, good things come to those who wait. He takes another sip of his tea. He says. Recently, I was exploring uh, in the northern side of the Elder Mountains, and I came across this cavern, or what I thought was a cavern. I thought, oh, a cave, you know, I'm a dwarf. Let's check it out. Go look in there, see what's going on. But you might find, you know, something valuable. Yeah, some I bet ore. you really felt at home. Yeah, I did. It was it was nice. But when I stepped inside, before I made it very far at all, after a short turn, actually, the cavern opened right back up out into the open air, and there was this sort of like a bowl in the mountain, like a valley. Yeah? and With a tree? No, no tree, nothing like that. The Elder Mountains are very, there's not a lot of, like, wildlife. It's rocky, you know. And uh, there was what looked like ruins, these, the ruins of some sort of, well, to me it looked like the ruins of an ancient temple. I don't know if that's what it was, but that's what it seemed like to me. And By any I, chance was it a temple of Pelor? I didn't see any... That's what's strange about it. It seemed like a temple. There was this strange altar there. It was. It gave me a bad feeling. I didn't spend much time around it, but there were there were runes in certain areas, and I, you know, I copied them down. He starts. He pulls his notes up. He says, 
and I saw some, they were hard to understand, but I found some mentions of a stone. I found some mention of... A stone? Right. It, well, it wasn't just a stone. It, 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 it was, it's okay. The language we're speaking right now, common, the common language. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it was very like common, but it was, it didn't match. It seemed weird. And the best that I could cipher it, and also, it seemed like time had really damaged the runes. It, it almost looked like the word key in the word stone, like keystone. 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 The city. Exactly, the flash. Um, there were other words. Uh, there, were, there was a word I couldn't... It was you like, wrote them down, you wrote them down. Can you show us? Uh, uh, yeah, and he, he shows you the runes. And he, he kinda, he's jotting them down. Of course, they're in his own hand, but you can read them. Uh, roll me... Uh, t- since, are you, since you're the one looking at it, give me... Just call it an intelligence check. Huh. That's a three on the dice. Okay, that's not great. It's gonna be bad, guys. My intelligence is a plus four. Well, so that's a seven. So that's He's not. He's shown him the runes. I'm gonna re- lean over and look at him too. That's fine. You can. You want to give I'll me definitely share a history roll too. You can give yeah. me a history roll. No, it's in that one. Oh boy. So surveillance is like. I don't look like no language I ever read. I love runes. Can I look over? No, we're we're dang it. <laughs> now, Jim, do you take interest when he starts talking about this these runes? Yeah, I do. I I try to lean over and peer. Okay, you're the scholar. I am. You can take a look at them. Nat twenty, baby. Oh mm. boy. Oh, oh. So you lean over and you begin. You kind of scan the runes, and when you do, you get that strange like sensation on the back of your neck. Like someone's leaning over your shoulder, looking at the runes, and it's like you can hear it whispered into your ear. I I just kind of stare at it all <laughs> weird, like, and there, and I'm like, <laughs> is, is, is he okay? Is he having a seizure? You see, the first word says keystone, just like he said. The second one says forest. The third one says chains. And the fourth one says Atonia. Okay. So Keystone. Keystone. Forest. forest chains. Atonia. Chains. Atonia. Yes. Atonia. Atonia. Antonio. Do you tell us? Do you tell us these things? It takes a moment for me to kind of snap out of my fascination. Mm. But once I do, I say, yes, Keystone. Keystone. And then I say the other words in similar fashion. Forest. Forest. Chains, chains. Chains and, oh, Atonia? Atonia. Atonia. Does that mean something to you, (sighs) Killam? Yes. Killam? Yes. Yes, it does. I know of Atonia. She happens to be the god, goddess of the race that you so often persecute. Um, <laughs> persecute. Yeah, let's. I don't. I just. My dad told me to be careful that you guys were sneaky. I didn't know it was a problem. Uh, I'm. I'm really sorry. You're mad. You know, my dad actually told me something too. You know, he told me to watch out for stuck up people. But you know, I we let bygones be gone. I didn't mean. Bygones. I wasn't trying to be positive. No, 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 no. It's okay. The only thing that I really know is that Atonia is the goddess of the forest, of where I come from. 
and that I know, I mean, I could take you to the forest. I mean, I'm heading home, like I said, but that's awesome. That's all I really know. Can, can you take me to a grove with a stone in it? Dorvos looks around the room. Look, I think that it's, it's unlikely for such a coincidence to occur for me to have just in the last couple of days come across these runes that speak of a stone, a tree, and Otonia. Or it could just be Paylor working as, you know, it could just be Paylor. It could just, it could just be supposed to happen, don't you think, Sir Vance? Or it could of be Dervetter, you know, in the mountains. That is his domain. Perhaps all the gods are working together. I mean, here we have the name Otonia written right it's here, and you said Paylor. yourself that you're from Venthaven. Well, it could be them all. You know, we're, we're not picking Def- sides Definitely, here. definitely Paylor. All right, okay. All right, listen. Here, here's what I'm saying. Perhaps Dervetter, <laughs> he looks at Sir Vance, Put me in your path to tell you this story about this place. Perhaps you five should travel there. Definitely, since I mean, Paylor sent you here. Is it to in us. the same direction as Etonia? It's not, but it's not far from here. Half a day's travel. I mean, you all came through the mountains, right? It's definitely in our best interest to go there. Well, I mean, there could be magic items there. It'd be worth looking into, but, I mean, we just need to find this grove and this tree. Yes, and this is a clue to that. Look, I I didn't spend a long time there. It was getting late when I found the place. I planned to go back, but in my short time, I found these runes there. So perhaps you could find more. Perhaps there's more information. Perhaps there's something of worth to you there. I mean, I'm okay with going wherever if it's going to help us save the tree. After Lorik says that, he turns to Jim. He says, "So, how did you how did you know these runes so well? It took me forever to. Have you seen this language before?" I am a well studied man. I've seen, if not this language, many like it, and I was able to intuit the meaning. Mm, a linguist, among other things. Hmm. Well, it seems like this is the man for the job. You should take him for sure with you. Perhaps he can find something more useful than just four scattered words that I would manage to write down. Yeah. This man knows what he's about. Dwarf, I should say. This dwarf knows what he's about. It's okay. Yeah, it does seem like it's. we definitely need to go there. All right. So it sounds like you all have a trip to make. What are you... You said you were waiting on something from uh, Zany. Is that right? Yes, actually. My pike... Well, you said three hours. Three it's hours. Been, it's, it, well, it's been two and a half hours since we met, so it could I be mean, done. That he's not super punctual. Uh, we we could probably just go get it. I mean, I'll just go see him if you want me to. No, you don't need to go. It's probably best if you don't go near him. Honestly, <laughs> I don't understand why gnomes don't like, like me. Well, it's not that he doesn't like you. It's just he doesn't like you. It's more that he hates you, really. Yeah, probably. That yeah, much. yeah. I would, I would say he hates you. Well, I mean, he's a gnome. You're a gnome. Maybe you could go get his pike, or I could just go get my own pike, and there's nothing to worry about. Okay, just as long as we get to go find the tree, we're going to do that. Okay. Well, this was a good meeting. I hope that you all are safe on your travels. If you'd like, wait a minute. Um, uh, are yeah. you going to come with us and show us where it's at? Well. I've actually got an appointment tonight, but I can draw you a map. It's very simple. You should be able to find it. You cancel your appointment? I mean, this is an adventure. That's true. What kind of appointment do you have? 
Well, there, it's one of those appointments. I don't really know what that means, but um, with a dwarf, roll me a, pers a persuasion check. Wow. So total, that's a six. Very persuasive. Hmm. Yeah, he's not persuaded. Uh, look, yeah. I would look at the sound of adventure. It it does sound enticing, particularly when I was a bit younger. But I do have a, an appointment tonight speaking with some dwarves that are staying at the Rocky Stop, so I, I probably shouldn't oh, cancel Oh, come on. You've got, I mean, you've still got fire in those old bones of yours. You can do it. Uh, no doubt, right? <laughs> no doubt about that. It's just that I, I believe, you know, I do have to be about Devetter's work. Uh, the man's devout. That's admirable. Are you, are you wanting to try? Right. I'll give you one more chance. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I want to try. I want the dwarf. Nice. I rolled a 17 plus two. Okay. He's going to roll a wisdom save. Uh, he did not beat a 19. All right. Look, I'll give me, give you all go see Zany. I'll run to the Rocky stop and see if I can't reschedule my appointment. And I'll take you there myself. Yes. Sounds great. We're going. All right. Yeah. He, he goes back into his bedroom to grab some things as you all leave. You pretty quickly make your way back into town. Y'all head straight to Zany's, the five of you? I do. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. You get to Zany's. I'll hold back. I won't go straight up. I don't want as to. You're, as me. you're approaching the door, Zany is, is outside in the open area there, and he's wrapping something up with a cloth as you're walking up, and it's very large, and it, it is most likely your pike, and he, he sees you walking forward. He says, ah, sir, uh, sir Vance, right? Sir Vance? Yeah. I just finished Hello. your pike. I was wrapping up, but you know what? Hey, here, check it out. He he goes over. He unfolds the the uh, the cloth from around the pike. Shows it to you. It looks perfect. Mm. Like it looks like it was made this way from the beginning. Not like he's. You can't tell there are any modifications. There's no welds that are visible. It looks like he formed it this way. You know what I'm saying? It is. It, it's got your. Your sharp pointed end, like the spear that was always there, but then coming off of one side of it is a curved, wicked-looking sickle, and yeah, boss. pretty yeah, boy. looks pretty boss. And perfect what the, work as always, Zany. Uh, thank you, Kellen. And uh, so I heard that uh, that wand I, I sold you had a little bit more of maybe an effect than you expected. Uh, he, yeah. It was it's pretty pretty good. I can't believe that it can do that. I, I mean, I don't even know what all it could do. It, it can do more than that. I, I sense that it could do all sorts of things, but I mean, I can I can make things bigger and make things blow up. I don't really know how to make it decide which one to do, but you should see it sometime. I mean, you want to try it out? Yeah, I no, really wish I hadn't sold it to, to you out. for 40 gold pieces. But uh, Oh, I mean, I'm so glad you did it. It'll help me buy more magic <laughs> items down the road. Hey, a deal's a deal. No, you know, no regrets, but yeah, that, that's great. I, I really appreciate it. Man, you did a great job on his pike. I was really impressed a gnome could do that. Why, why do you say that? I just, oh, boy. I, it was just impressive. Probably because the pike is so large, maybe? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, look how big it is and how small he is. All right, he kind of cuts his eyes at you a little bit. He says, well, it, it was a pleasure <laughs> working on your pike. I really hope that hope that it's... It's good, but remember what I said before. You, you probably do need to let it kind of rest for at least half a day, maybe a day. I mean, but, I mean you're probably not expecting to get in any fights right now, right? Right. 
logistically just to remind you and, and actually I think last time when, when you were having it made I told you that we would do that once per day I'm going to say that you could do day? the disarming strike once per day right now but the way we'll set it up is we'll treat it kind of like a cantrip does if you keep the pike long term at certain levels it'll go up to twice per day twice. Mm. and then maybe even three times if, if this character lives that long <laughs> oh boy <laughs> anyway no I'm just kidding alright uh, I quit <laughs> So I uh, hope that it's to your liking. Yes, you've done magnificent work. Well, listen, if there's anything else I can ever do for you and you're ever back coming through Foothill Village, you know where to find me. I'll definitely consider it. He steps over to Kellen. He kind of claps him on the shoulder. He says he had a chance to uh, give that dagger a whirl yet. I've been messing around with it in my room for a while. Uh have I have some problems looking at it, you know, brings up some stuff, but it, it works pretty well. Well, hey, be safe on your journeys, man. He kind of right. reaches out to give you a fist bump. I'll see you around. You fist bump? Yeah, I give him a fist bump. He goes back to his work. You all head back to the tavern? To the inn? Yeah, we need to get... Gotta get the I'm starving. Beer, I need some food. I head back to the tavern, the magic tavern. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head back to the tavern, the Rocky Stop. Rocky Stop, you'll always be Rocky Stop. Anyway, Stucky Rob. All right, Rob. you all get back to the tavern, and as you're approaching the door, the Batwing doors swing open, and you see some some guys out front bringing water to the trough, filling it back up. Now, stepping out is this dwarf, and he he looks, you know, wearing. Pretty much the same thing he was before, but he, he already looks different. He, he's ready for a journey. He's got his hair pulled back in like a ponytail behind him, and you can really see that gray and black in his beard that goes about waist deep. He's got his his the same holy chainmail armor on he had before, but you can see stripped across his back is this really nice-looking hammer, like a war hammer. The head of the hammer is like a charcoal color. like a It's, it's black, but it's not solid black. It's like a smoky black almost there's like these weird intricate things going through it and you can kind of see it peeking over the shoulder he says ah hello gentlemen are we ready to head that way yes we're very ready um send guy guy uh yeah yeah go get the cart um or the are cart. we trekking into the mountains durvo says yeah i'm afraid the cart won't get us very far we're only about a 30 minute walk to the mountain range anyway i mean we could drive it over there, but it's really just so we should just walk it, honestly. It'd probably be just as convenient. And you don't want to leave your cart unattended in the middle of the wilderness. Mm, that's true. Sometimes there's creatures, you never know. In the mountains, sometimes there's, you know, wolves, things like that. You never you're never sure what you're gonna run into, some bears. Right. I mean we got surveillance, we'll be okay. Alright. Well, that's you can right. follow me and he he turns around and heads in that direction. You guys are walking out of town walking toward the mountains. Now be careful. There's these there's these bat bird things that come out sometimes. Just, just be careful. Bat birds? Lizard bats. Yeah, they're lizard bats. They're uh well I mean they kind of lizard like bats. Lizards that are bats. They try to kill you. Big eyes. Lizard bats. That's <laughs> what they are. He kind of chuckles. <laughs> that sounds funny. I mean it's not really funny when you're about to be killed by one. Killed? I mean, what do you mean? 
they'd probably carry off a dwarf or a gnome like no problem. Wow. Yeah, it's just a size thing. Wow. <laughs> Everything's a size thing with you. He turns to you and he and he he kind of steps back. He put everything sits and he puts his hand <laughs> on your shoulder. He says, "Larick, it's." I, I get Dark the bolt. sense that yeah. maybe you're a little afraid of of others because they're different. Oh my gosh! I mean, I wouldn't say I'm. <laughs> um, is this is this Doctor Phil? Is is, <laughs> he's about Dr. to counsel Larick away from his <laughs> sinful mindset of racism. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I'm afraid of them. I was just told that you know, well, you, watch out. And I haven't. I've never really met a gnome before. Well, don't take this the right. wrong way, but it seems like you have a tendency to point out the differences in everyone around you. For example, talking about <laughs> short people, that our gnome friend Kellen here, whose name you seem to mispronounce every time you say it, and I've known every shorter time, than you have. Every time, every time. And for example, the, the statement you just made, son. How much do you weigh? How much do you weigh? Me. Yeah. Um, like 160, maybe? Well, I weigh a I solid know. 250 pounds. I might be four foot tall, <laughs> wow. but I'm solid steel inside. All right? I'm a dwarf. We're hearty. And you really believe that some bat could carry me off just because I'm a foot shorter than you? Does that really make I mean, sense? They, you understand what I'm they saying? Were, they they could have carried me off, too. I mean, they probably couldn't get surveillance just because he's so big. But I, I, just, I didn't know you weighed that much. I mean, well, how, do you, there's, how do you carry all that around? There, look, there, there's a saying in the Temple of Durvetter. Okay. We're all carved from the same stone. And now, while that may not exactly apply to you as an elf, the gods created all of us together to live together. And we're to be... In, and I understand there's some things, some tension between the High Elves in Vent Haven and the Wood Elves in, in Fallen Grove. I understand that, but, you know... We have to look not, past our differences and just get along. Don't you think so? I mean, I get along. I, I think that, you know, I'm trying to make friends with them, and they're just, you know, they don't like if I tell them that they're different or point out that they're small. He looks back they're at Jim. Big. Jim, for example. Jim, you're, you're half-elven, correct? That's correct. Yeah, he just doesn't live as long as me. <laughs> it's kind of sad. And what about your parents? Was, was your mother or father an elf? human which was they were both an elf or a human that's true right but i mean specifically like which one if that was unclear uh my mom was an elf and my dad was a human so your mom's and still alive and your dad's dead what are they married no, they're they, they're both dead it's very tragic oh i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> But okay, I mean, I'm very sad dead. to hear that. I'm, I'm <laughs> sad to hear that. Hopefully, Dervetter well, um, ushered them into the afterlife with peace. Uh, probably not him. Probably one of the other gods. But uh, yeah, I, oh, wow. I appreciate the sentiment. Well, no offense, but they were but, worshippers of the uh, god of Elven things. Yeah, that's Prevalian. Prevalian. Yeah, that that's, one. Um, who my family follows. Prevalian. Yeah. Yeah, my dad originally didn't care much for Prevalian, but when he and my mom were together, she, she uh, converted him. Yeah, see, Jim's not Jim's not that different from me. He's just going to die before me. He was a human, and she was an elf, and they came together and fell in love, and they were able to get past their differences. You have to imagine it'd be difficult for an elven. Is that right? Your mom was elf? Right. Be, she was elf. It'd be difficult for an elven 
maiden to fall for a human, knowing that his life would be much shorter than hers. And generally speaking, forgive me if, if it seems at all. Um, That's why they know, made a suicide pact. Sensitive. Oh, what? Wow. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's about to say that guy. Well, this took dark. a dark turn. Uh, I'm simply trying to say that we need to look past our differences, and I hope that you'll give that some consideration and that you can grow as brothers. And he he kind of steps forward a little bit, says, Ah, here's where we're climbing the mountain. My brother's still alive. That's good. That's good to know. That's really good. I'm glad to hear. Yeah, it. he's in the asylum, though. So this part right here of the mountain, if you'll see it, uh, there's a path leading up right here. If you'd like to follow me, and he he just starts walking forward. Yeah, I, I really, I really do want to find the tree. I I, I, just, I want you to know, it's not. I don't dislike them. They just don't like me. All right, right. Well, you know, Actually, just, they do like you. Right. You just need to grow up a little bit. I agree with Vance. Just give it time and thought. I'm, you know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't. Um... Welcome to the real world. We're all carved from the same stone. From the same stone. The same stone. I like to think I was carved from beryllium. I mean, but I was probably carved from something immortal or near. All right, all right. Look, look, guys. Look, let's let's just find this mountain. It's it's about uh, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna guess probably somewhere in the realm of like three o'clock in the afternoon. It's gonna be about. It's gonna be a couple hours travel. I mean, you're not climbing like to the top of the tallest mountain. You're really close to the mountain range from the village. Like you, like a 15, 20-minute walk is all. But now that you're going up, it's going to take you a couple hours to get to where you're going, even though he does know the way. It's not far, but it's it's a twisted path. So you all are traveling up the mountain, and there's there's some, some difficulty. You know, you, you have to do some climbing. I'm not going to make you do any checks or anything. We'll just assume. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to roll a 20. I rolled an 18. So you guys did really well you're you don't run into any trouble no you might you know might see some creatures but nothing dangerous you don't see any owl bears or any wargs or anything any wolves bears nothing after some time you you get you kind of reach like a flat part between the mountains and you cut in he says all right this cavern is just ahead up on the right you can see it from here he points up and there's a little climb up and you can see where the cavern entrance kind of goes into the side of the mountain Oh wow, uh, this is awesome! Can you can you show us where you found the words? Um, right, yeah, that's where we're headed. That's right, it's in there. Uh, okay, Are you you going in first, yeah? Sure. I mean, there might be lizard bats. <laughs> you never know. You never know when you might see a lizard bat or, like, I don't know, a a, a snake rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I once saw a owl beaver. It's like an owl bear. But it swims. It's very disturbing. Mm. That That's is disturbing. disturbing. Yes, that's right. It, it even is. had the beaver tail thing. Thing. It would slap the water <laughs> and then swim and fly away. Echo. 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 I mean, I, I, I guess dwarves would feel most at home at the mountains. You live in them, don't you? Well, I did. A Dimmerhold is inside the mountains in the northern parts of Manumi. That's true. And it's like three o'clock in the day, right? Inside well, by now, cavern. it's like five o'clock. Six. It's five it's o'clock. getting late in the day. Yeah. It's not going to get dark until later in the day. You still got a few hours of sunlight, but it's you know okay. five five to six ish somewhere in that realm where you are. 
if you'd like to follow me, it's it's not far through the cavern. Before about around the times it's going to get super dark is around the time that it'll uh, lighten up on the other side again. But actually, he he pulls his uh, his warhammer off of his back. Oh, taking out my wand. This right here is the hammer of winter. And he says something in dwarven. And the head of the warhammer, it those like smoky lines all through it turn bright white and shine the spell light forward like a, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like a flashlight. Oh, oh my gosh. Basically. Um, is, what what kind of... Oh, can I see your hammer? That's really cool. Where did you get it? This isn't my hammer. This belongs to the temple of, of Dervetter in Dimmerhold. They've simply oh. lent it to me for my journeys. They lent it's a it holy, to holy relic. What, what other kind of magic stuff can it do? Well, this this spell isn't innate in the hammer itself. It's it's simply a spell that I can cast with my clerical okay, abilities. So what you're telling me is that it's not a magic item. Oh no, it's magic. Really? Yeah. And when uh, he says, in the heat of battle, when things take a turn for the worse, perhaps, or this hammer will become imbued with the power of the vetter that's been stored inside of it for centuries. It's uh, it's quite impressive. Hopefully, we won't have any trouble. But if we do, maybe you'll get to see it in action. Oh my gosh, that would be so cool. Oh, I would love to to study it and see what all it could do. Well, um, um, I mean, I, I could buy it. I could, I could buy it. I got, some, <laughs> I got some money. I'm sorry, but the price on something like this is, there is no price. It's priceless. It belongs to Dwarvenholm, Dimmerhold, and that's where it'll hopefully be laid to rest again one day. I mean, I fully understand that, but I have 91 gold pieces. That could change your mind. Thank you, but no. Let's let's continue on. And he he turns and starts leading the way through the cavern. Echo. 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 The dolphin. <laughs> the dolphin. Echo the dolphin. It's not that far. You you walk a pretty short distance, and you know you you kind of go deeper into the cavern. And after a minute, it turns to the left, and there's a short stretch of walk where it's pretty dark after that left turn. But he's got his he's casting light and shining the way. And then it takes another right turn, and when it does, you can see down a long cavern at the end, the light of an exit. It's very short distance. Um, you you do find that when you first go in that left turn, it, the the walk narrows a lot, and you have to kind of go turn sideways and saddle through it sideways. So that seems like the sort oh, of man. thing that might would turn someone back if they were to enter into it. But he kind of found the way, and he's telling you as you go. He's like. You know, when I got right here, I thought maybe this was where it ended, but I thought I'd check it out, and I'm really glad I did. You're gonna, you're really gonna appreciate what we find in here. And he sidles through. You all go into that last part that opens up, and after a minute, you walk out into the daylight, and you are in this pretty interesting little bowl in the mountains. And it's this not just like wide open above you; it's almost like there's just a hole in the ceiling of this bowl inside the mountain where the light is shining down through it. If you were above the mountains, you could see down into it pretty easily, but you would wow. never see it from around the mountains. That makes sense. Uh, wow, uh, this is this is awesome. Uh, who built this? Does, have any of you seen this before? Is this is this what they call a grove? Not quite. He turns around, and looks at Kellum. No, no, this is not a grove. This is what, what is a, this? This is a cavern. Uh, you see, hold on, he kind of, like, touches the wall, and then he says, see, this is rock. It, you can, and he kind of yes. grabs your hand and tries to, like, guide your hand to it. 
to like rub it across it. That's rock. Um, actually, rock? groves yeah. okay. are grass. See, we were just walking on grass outside. That you know, they have grass and trees. So no, this right. is this is not a grove. Oh, I yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, I know that. <laughs> now I just didn't like. Is this a shrine to, to like the dwarf god? Oh, take a look, and he kind of gestures with his hand forward, and out in the middle of this area, it's not huge. I, I don't know exactly how large this area is. There are signs of ruins, t- uh, walls that are half torn down, a lot of just rubble laying around. There are parts of walls that have like a little bit of a roof going up from it, but then it's just crumbled down. Everything is covered in like moss, and it's it's really, time has not been kind to it. It's preserved more than it would be if it was just right out in the open air because it is somewhat enclosed. But it's like if you were to walk upon, you know, picture the size of a large temple. Maybe not quite the size of, definitely not quite the size of the Temple of Pelor, but pretty large. There are, if you walk around through it, you'll see like what look like walls that are just barely standing two or three feet high. And, you know, they've crumbled down. And there are stones that are, that, that look like they've been torn down from the walls. There are what look like wow. decrepit, old, decayed furniture that's just barely any sign of it left or in the middle of the area, there's like a lot, what looks like a large open room, which was probably like the chapel area, the main open area of whatever this was. I'm going down there. The reason he uses the word temple to describe it. And and the reason I'm using that is to the other side, the opposite end of this big open area, there is this thing. He described it as an altar to you. And that's probably the best description to you. It's got two legs standing up on each end. But it, you can't see a seam. Like, it's not been nailed together or bolted together or anything. It is like a solid piece of this obsidian black stone. It kind of mm. looks like stone? Like stone and it, from... Mm, no, it doesn't look the same as the stone that you saw in the vision necessarily. That Because that looked like nothing you've ever seen. But this doesn't look natural either. And it definitely doesn't look like it belongs here. And there are okay. no markings on it. There is no sign of wear on it. It looks pristine and untouched. And between you where you are, well, between where you are and where that is, in the middle of the room, which you, you would expect to be, I don't know, more mm-hmm. signs of like chairs or furniture or something, sure. the ground actually kind of dips into a bowl, almost like a sinkhole, like a small sinkhole, and there's just rubble and rock all in it. Weird. I'm going forward. I, I'm I'm intrigued and kind of okay. not less worried Indeed. about lizard bats. I cautiously move forward. I'm kind of heading into that area. Okay. And I'm like, what's over here? We're okay. in the temple-ish area, right? Yes. So I'm just looking around for anything that looks interesting. Well, the most interesting thing to you when you step into the room would obviously be that altar. You don't see anything in this big open area right here other than just kind of stubble and stone and things torn down and, you know, just decay. Except for that one altar, it looks totally different. Now, Durvos has started skirting around it, and he's heading to an, a, an area over on the right side. As you two start walking toward the center and toward the altar, he looks at Cervantes and Kellen, and he says, follow me, I'll show you where I found those runes. Okay. 
Cool. Mm. Takes you two over to the side, and on the uh, the right side of this area, there is what looks like part of a room. There is a stone table in the back of it, and it's kind of still standing. It's actually leaning against one of these walls, and one of the legs is gone from it. But the reason it's kind of preserved is because it has these. It has part of a roof kind of still standing over it, just like a little section above it. Mm-hmm. And leaned on the table against the wall are a series of stone tablets. He kind of picks them up and starts showing them to you. And they're very, very faded, and it's very hard to get clear runes from them. You'll see like one rune here and one rune there, but the ones you do find, the clear words are the ones that he had written down in his notebook. Now, Jim, I need you and Lorik to both roll me either a religion check, a perception check, or an investigation check, whichever's higher. I'm going to roll a religion check. I get a 21. Bang. Investigation. I get a 16. All right. You come up and you inspect this altar. You begin to look over it, and you don't see any workman's marks. There are no signs that this thing was carved or built. Because it's organic. I mean, it it does not look like it was man-made. Not that it's, it wasn't necessarily, but you can't find any signs of workmanship. There's no signature. There's no nothing. You're, it looks otherworldly, almost. Guys, it kind of looks like this thing just kind of fell out of the sky or like it grew here. I don't understand. Like, this is, it's perfect. Jim, you step up to it. What do you do? I lean down. Okay. And feel it with my hand. Okay, you kind of run your hand across it? Yeah, trying to look for any sort of carving, latch, seam, anything. And I'm also kind of just feel it for any sort of vibe okay. that I might get from it. You don't find a seam, but once you place your hand on it and you begin to run your hand across it, you get this sense like there's someone behind you leaning over your shoulder and you hear a whispering in your ear. Again? And when you do, these runes appear. It's like when you're running your hand across it, like there's nothing, and as your hand goes across it, these runes light up with this piercing white light. And, Lorik, you can see this where it happens, and, Jim, your eyes actually kind of, like, roll back in your head. Oh, crap. Do I say anything? You are mumbling under your breath as you're running your hand across it. And these runes are appearing. Are, are you okay? Are you okay? Lorik, you're seeing this happen, but you and Jim both looking at it, you, you don't recognize the runes. You can't read it. I'm listening as close as possible, trying to figure out what he's saying. It seems like complete gibberish to you. Nothing like nothing you've ever heard. Um, somebody help. I think he's dying. Um, What's, what is that? Like, Around the time he feeling? says that, Jim, your eyes kind of roll back and you're you're phasing back out of it. Ooh, excuse what, me. Don't touch that thing. What are you doing? Did you see what happened? What were you? What, 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 what language was that? That was uh, that was warlockies. Warlockies? <laughs> There's no such thing as warlockies. What do you mean? What happened to you? Uh, surveillance, surveillance, surveillance. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. I'm nowhere near where you're, you're at. You're not like right where he's at. No, you're a little piece away. I mean, you're you're voice distance away. 
Durvos sees you kind of fanning and waving. He's like, I think perhaps your friend needs some help. He just grabs the tablets. There's like four of them. And he puts two under each arm and starts walking toward you. You guys. He just, his eyes roll back in his head. There was something here. The light is lightened and, and the words and uh, you need to check out, you need to check out this altar. There's something going on with this thing. I don't, I don't think this place is safe. Kellen, what are you doing as y'all walk over there? Are you doing anything? I'm just kind of looking around. Kind of want to look for valuables, but I wanted to roll a perception check if that'd be okay. Cool. Roll it. I rolled. I rolled an eighteen. Okay, and so it's higher there's... than an, a critical failure. Yes, what you're saying? yes, it is. Never mind. Okay, not bad. You guys are walking across. You kind of fall back because you're not in a hurry over there to help Laric. And yeah. You're looking around, spot, seeing if you see anything valuable, seeing if you see anything, and you you catch a quick movement out of the corner of your eye. And it's actually like up on the top of the bowl above you, like huh. the, the opening above. You see someone peering down over you, and then they tuck back. And just a quick glance, it almost looked like, I don't know, if you had to describe it, you'd describe it like like a lizard bat. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, Vance? Vance. Vance. Yes. Um. I don't. I don't. Think I'm assuming that Lorik is like talking this whole time. I. Oh I yeah, Lorik's like. I don't think. I mean, you got to check out what's going on over here. Or a joke bats. anymore. Um, what? I, you need to look at this. You need to look at this stone. Like, Lorik. I, I want to <laughs> calm I down. Grab a hold. <laughs> I want to grab a hold of Vance. I want to like. I want to grab his arm. Okay, you grab his and, arm. Like, get his attention. Uh, silly no. Yes. Vance. No. Listen to me. Sir Vance. Lorik. Over here. Your mouse. Where? Lizard bats above the bowl. Are you serious? You saw lizard bats. Okay, I'm it? looking up. I want to pull out my longbow. All right, you pull up your longbow. Pulling out my wand. You pull out your wand. Jim, you still feel kind of weird, but you're kind of shaking it off. All right? Yeah. Dorvos turns around. He says, what What are you talking about, lizard bats? We, I thought we established this was a joke, and you hear this, like, shrieking cry. <sighs> and oh, flying down from above you come these creatures. They have scaly black skin. There are... We'll say probably about three of them that are winged flying down, and they're car- each of them has another one like tucked in their in their hands, oh, flying it down, no. carrying it down. Do they look familiar? They they look <laughs> they look like it's very similar to something you've bad. seen recently. And they land in the middle of that bowl of like rubble in the middle of the area. Mistake. And they just kind of like spread out, like they're getting ready for battle. And one, uh, the ones that don't have the wings, they draw like short swords. Begin to walk forward what? towards you all. They have swords. They have short swords. The winged ones oh, okay. land behind them. Uh, oh Guys, I told you that there's there's stuff going on here that's dangerous. And and uh, uh, how about we kill these? Kill kill. Dorvos no? grabs his hammer and says, "Yeah, that's that looks like a lizard bat." <laughs> I told you, told you there's lizard bats. Hey Paul, since I, I was like ready, totally. You want to loose, just loose an arrow? Yeah, boy. I want to hit one All of right. these You loose an arrow. All right. All right. Roll it. Roll it. Rolling, rolling. Ooh. 16 plus 8. So. Okay, that's a hit. Roll me a damage. All right. 8 plus 4. 12. Okay. So you loose an arrow and it flies, twisting in the air, and sinks right into the eyeball of one of them in the front that just drew a Ooh. sword. And he just kind of takes a step back and then takes a step forward and then goes face down onto the rubble. 
And when he does, the others let out a cry and begin to charge towards you. But before anything else can happen, there is this rumbling coming from underneath you. And it's, it, you know, it kind of like shakes the whole little area that you're in. And the lizard bat things or whatever, you know, whatever they are, they, they kind of pause and they look around. And about that time, the rubble just explodes outward and coming, flying up out of the rubble-filled sinkhole is this huge lizard. I mean, it, it's it's probably six feet tall and like 20 feet long. It's got these spikes on its back. It's blue and gray, and it's got a huge gaping maw, and it lets out a horrendous shriek. And that's where we're going to end it this week. Ah! Oh, beautiful. Giant cave lizards. So thanks again for joining us. If you've enjoyed these sound effects you've been hearing, you can check those out. Most of the ones that we use, we get from BattleBards.com. They have a great selection. And if you'd like to use them for your table, you should check them out. www.BattleBards.com. Thanks so much for joining us for the Make Believe Heroes podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to help out the show, the best way that you can do that is by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. We love those and appreciate them. And of course, if you'd like to get in touch with us, the easiest way to do that is to contact us on Twitter at MBH Podcast. Of course, that link will be in the show notes. Uh, what's going to happen? Is the Will the party survive? Or will they be eaten by a giant lizard monster? Who can say? You'll have to tune in next week. Until then, we love you. We love you. Love you. We don't love you. Love. Bye. <laughs> this has been a civil rights podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs>